Hi, welcome to another episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. No chip this week, but Kahuna's behind the board. What's going on, man? How you doing? And um, I have uh, two guests. I've got a fantastic co-host. She is a really funny comedian. And what's, what's your podcast? Teen Mom Trash Talk? There's Team Mom Trash Talk. There's 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. And then there's Catfish Trash Talk. There's spinoffs of the main podcast. I love oh, this. I have a whole Trash Talk network. I love that. I love oh everything God. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's real classy stuff, guys. <laughs> um, welcome, Tracy Carnazzo, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Anytime. Um, you know, you got me watching 90 Day Fiance. Oh, because what a show. Yeah. I, I tapped out. Of, there was too much to keep up on. So I tapped up a little while ago. Mm-hmm. But I liked um, I was watching when that when that gentleman with no neck went to the Philippines. And yes, that's he- Ed with the her neck. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> it's, it's not just a head, but it's also a neck. It's a her neck. Listen, since you since you were nice enough to uh, bring this guest for us, why can, yes. you inter- can you introduce him for everybody? Oh, my God. I would be so excited to introduce our <sighs> our guest today. Is the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> the front man of your favorite band and ours, Bowling for Soup? Ken, today we have Jarrett Reddick. Yes, I'm so glad you let her do that. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you, you forgot the I, other. I, you forgot the other band, though. Love Handle. That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm the front man also of Love Handle. I tried out to be the drummer of Love Handle, but was cast as the uh, as the lead singer. Oh, I, so I have to thank you, Jared, because literally you have made me cool to my daughter for the first time in my entire life. I uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, is, I, is that because the Phineas and Ferb tie-in? It's the Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. So she's she's going to be six soon, and I don't know where she got it from, but she has turned into the most sarcastic person on the planet. I have no clue where she would possibly <laughs> get that from. <laughs> and um, anything that I like, she shits on. And, mm-hmm. and she likes to rub my nose in how much she hates anything that, that I'm trying to turn her on to. It's and, like having an extra wife. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It, sounds no, like like, a, uh, it sounds like a normal child, actually, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Pretty much what they do. I mean, my my 18 year old i mean i've i i literally was nominated for a grammy the day that she was born so i've been famous her entire life and she is just now coming around to how many spotify listeners i have every month like dad you know that's pretty good right i'm like yeah i know it's uh, four million a month it's not too shabby kid damn <laughs> just yeah. dropping the number bombs damn Seriously. oh just wait i'm just this is only the second time i've spoken <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. She, um, she, it's like, I say it's like living with the dad from the We're Not Gonna Take It video. So Ooh. she, she comes in. If I'm playing rock music, she tells me it's garbage. The Rollings, her, her middle name is Jagger, and she tells me the Rolling Stones are the biggest trash band that ever lived. Yeah. And, um, I'll tell her, it, like, nothing impresses her. I was, I was stopped. Uh, I was recognized for stand up on the street a few weeks ago 
And I was like with my kid and I was like, oh, this can impress her that like daddy's got a fan. And then after one. after yeah, one <laughs> <laughs> after the guy walked away, my daughter was like, who was that? And I was like, oh, that's that's a fan that saw daddy do stand up. And she told me, she said, uh, your jokes stink, dad. <laughs> so stay humble. I mean, to be honest, I uh, I might agree with her on the Rolling Stones thing, but I think the comedy is good. <laughs> oh so this morning when I'm dropping her off to school, I said, "Guess who Daddy's talking to today?" I was like, "You know how much you love Phineas and Ferb?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "You know how much you love the she she runs around the house singing that song." Yeah. I said, "Well, I'm speaking to the guy who sings the song," and then I saw her face get like. Oh, like she like she wanted to shit on it, but yeah, secretly thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Does she know about Chuck? I didn't know. I, I just found that out. Uh, I just found out uh, about Chuck E. Cheese uh, on the way over here. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. That'll be your follow up this afternoon. Like, <laughs> you know, you could parlay that and just be like, I also spoke to the guy who does Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> They're one in the same. <laughs> so how how do you how do you get Chuck E. Cheese? Does Chuck E. Cheese come calling? Yeah, it's- I mean, you know, honestly, both of those those gigs, I, I've been really lucky in that. Um, you know, most of the stuff that's like that that I've done. I've, they've come to me, but yeah, I, uh, I was doing improv comedy here in, um, in Dallas for, I know you stand up comedians like to shit all over improv comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but you know, I mean, uh, I'm already sort of a stand up comedian in my band. So, mm-hmm. you know, this was just another outlet for me. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I was, I had a little troop here and, and we were having some fun and doing, doing the thing. And, um, ran across a couple of dudes who worked for a bigger ad- advertising um, advertising firm here in Dallas. And unbeknownst to me, they had gotten the new uh, the Chuck E. Cheese account and they were redoing the mouse and doing a complete overhaul or whatever. And so they ended up putting together this, this reel and pitching me and basically had me already approved or whatever before I was even ever in the studio. And so when I finally was in the studio with those guys. And like, I read through the first commercials or whatever. And as I'm leaving, they're like, oh, that was great. Um, yeah, we'll see you in about three months and we'll do the fall show. And uh, I'm like, okay. And, and my manager calls and says, how was, how was your audition? And I said, uh, well, I don't think I auditioned. I think I just cut commercials. <laughs> he's like, we don't even have a contract yet. I'm like, I know. <laughs> um, they, they promised though. So yeah. that was good. They said, uh, they said, we promised. Yep. Anyway, I, that's, that's, you know, that's it. I mean, and, and I've been him now for 10 years and, um, Phineas and Ferb was the same. I mean, the two guys, uh, were big fans of Bowling for Soup. Apparently, um, when they were writers on The Simpsons, Dan Povenmire, Swampy Marsh, they were writers on The Simpsons back in the day. And Bowling for Soup was kind of the go-to band in The Simpsons writing room, which is Crazy. really cool in and of itself. Wow. And, um, yeah, they sought me out to, to, to do this theme, to rewrite it into a, a three-minute single. And then just on the same day had me read for, uh, like I said, for Swampy, the drummer. And then I got cast as Danny, the singer. So. Oh, you weren't, um, you weren't kidding about that. <laughs> no, you no, were, no, I wasn't no. kidding. No, I, I really did. I, I auditioned for the, and that, that part actually went to Steve Zahn, who, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, a, a really, really amazing great actor. Yeah. Actor. So, yeah. 
And how do you two know each other? Uh, me and Tracy? Jared? Oh, oh. goodness. Oh, we go way back. Well, uh, the most recent collaboration of Jared and I uh, is just, you know, very special and near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, Jared is a huge fan of Teen Mom. Yes. Uh, and that's serious for realsies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he, he was a, a guest on my podcast two weeks in a row and yeah. killed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I uh, it's, you know, it's organic like anything else. Like, I think it's one of those things where I find myself commenting on the teen mom stuff because I, I am my wife and I have been watching now for, I mean, eight or nine years. And, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm way too invested in it now. Like mm-hmm. I because now I'm on I, I you know, on tr- all of Tracy's um, <laughs> fan you're, you're past the point of no return. Yeah. Well, when I comment on anything, it's just, it's, it pretty much like every other time I comment on something, someone just calls me out. It's like, wait a minute. Are you just seeing her at Bowling for Soup commenting on Amber being on her couch all the time? You know, you need a (laughs) troll account. That's what you need. You need a troll account because uh, I also was like, is this guy for real? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And then, and then, uh, yeah, you, well, that's, that's it, right? You asked me. You were just like, did you, are you like really? This, really and I was, yeah you, I and I, you said you should come on the show I'm like I'd love to and we did it and so yeah. uh, but you know it's like I had low expectations I'm not gonna lie to you because there's so many people that tell me that they're fans of shows you know like 90 Day Fiance or Catfish or, or Teen Mom and they come on and they know the episode but you know it's not like this guy can he blew my mind. I'm like, I don't even think I should host this podcast anymore. I think I should be the guest on Jared's podcast about Teen Mom. Well, and the fans went wild. And to be honest with you, like I've had other, uh, you know, comics and, and stuff on. And, you know, people were like, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. he's famous, but, you know, this is about Teen Mom. And people loved you. And I'm telling you, like, it's not because of Bowling for Soup. They oh, I just know. loved your knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. They're like, he's yeah. what? Whoever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't really care who the guy is. Right. It is uh, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm way too invested in it. Like it, it and for me, like be, becoming friends with with Tracy um, and like and her giving me that outlet or whatever. Because I don't really have anybody else to talk to. It's not like any of my other friends yeah. watch Teen Mom. That's yeah. a good thing, though. It's, that that shows that you surround yourself with better people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're so, it's, you're so it's right. tough you're when so you're, right. you're when you're in your forties to to find friends with real jobs invested in Teen Mom. Yeah, one hundred percent. One of them. One of them follows me, and I have no idea uh, the the an, the anal one. The, oh, the that's back, Tara. Yeah. That's backdoor teen mom, Farrah yeah. Abraham. Backdoor yeah. teen mom. And but she is, she is she a Christian now? She's always been a Christian. What do you mean? Oh, but it, it, it seems like um, there's naked people in the Bible. Ken. <laughs> uh, that's a direct quote from her father. To Wait, me. Did, is I'm, she, I'm almost certain they had sex wings in the Bible, too. I'm almost positive. Yeah, they did a lot of anal. Um, did they? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, (laughs) Was she the one? Was she the one with the quote that uh, like her and her three year old are uh, doing their own things now? Yeah, she was. was, She needed some space, and (laughs) Sophia was kind of doing her own thing, and Farrah was doing her own thing. That might be my favorite quote from anybody of all time. That would definitely be me as a parent. <laughs> I feel like my two-year-old is just like so obsessed with me and she needs to really become more independent. So I got her her own place. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So um Jared, you guys have a new single out with Hanson. Uh yes. Yeah. Well, we've got another one out since then, but yes, we did a collaboration with Hanson that was a long time coming, something that we had been talking about doing for years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a funny story on that one too. Uh, me and Taylor have been friends for a while and, uh, all I, I got drunk one night and we, we were already covering the song and the guys were like, uh, Hey, just ask him, you know, if he'll sing on it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to be like that guy, you know, like it's, I, I, anyway, I did it. I'm just like, Hey man, would you guys want to sing on this thing? And he's like, sure. Well, I, I all I wanted him to do was sing on the bridge part, the part like at like the middle middle eight. And uh, he, it took a year to get him to finally do it, and it was like all this back and forth. And I understand that because a lot of times people ask me to do things, and it just it keeps getting put on the back burner, put on the back burner. And it does; it takes a long time. So, so you know, I get it. Well, he finally goes, okay, we're going to the studio. We're going to do this today. And they just did the whole song, like literally just Hanson the shit out of the whole song <laughs> on top of our rock track that we did to it, just like huge guitars and all this. So I'm just like, well, I can't not use this, you know, like I've got all three Hanson brothers singing on the whole song. And so it ended up being more of like a back and forth kind of duet between me and, mm-hmm. and the guys and, uh, and everybody singing during the choruses and stuff. And so it actually is way more epic to me than what I wanted. <laughs> you know, I really <laughs> wanted it to be just where it's us doing it. And all of a sudden people are like, Oh, Hanson sang a little bit on this thing, but it's more of just, uh, you, you made know, the cameo in your own song. We, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> where did the where did the choice for the Scooby Doo aesthetic for the video come from? Because I love that. Yeah, that was um, well, the idea. Was we wanted to do an animated video, but what, and again, when I, when the concept of the video came up, it was them. We we I needed a way to make it a video to where we didn't have them there. And we were animated, but like a reason for them to be in the middle. Well, Scooby-Doo always had guest spots, like the Harlem Globetrotters came Mm -hmm. on and Donnie and Marie and all that. Right. And so I was like, this is perfect, because what we'll do is, is we'll just make it to where, you know, we we run into them in the video and then we'll have them like floating around and playing live and all of the little middle parts and stuff. And uh, yeah, it just it worked out really, really good. I, in fact, the guy who did the animation, it doesn't even do that for a living. He's actually just a graphic designer. Oh, wow. And he literally locked himself in a room for three. He was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> and he like literally locked himself in a room for three months and um, just banged that thing out. And it's 
crazy good. Like it's it looks exactly like it, it looks exactly like a Scooby Doo yeah. video. Yeah. yeah, like even I mean, even down to like the way the characters move. Like when yeah. there's when the bands are running, mm-hmm. it is exactly like Scooby Doo and the gang, and it's just it's so good. It's Thank so you. Yeah, good. he he absolutely nailed. He he's actually English but he's the most Americanized English dude ever. So like he gets all the pop culture stuff and he's like real in tune with all of that. He just, uh, but yeah, he, he absolutely nailed it. And so the, um, there's a couple of surprises in the video at the end. The bad guy is actually Linus of Hollywood who produces all of our songs. And then also, uh, so during, during quarantine, well, not this one that I'm on right now, the actual one for a year and a half <laughs> where I didn't get COVID. Um, Wait, during, what, what happened? Is what? that quarantine? Was that a, uh, there was something, <laughs> did something happen the last year and a half? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You were sleeping. I feel fine. Yeah. I you feel were fine. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during that, we quarantined with two other families and uh, both of the other moms, um, you know, our friends, are huge Hanson fans. And so, uh, you know, they, they were so excited about this song, so excited about the video. So what I did was I had them animated as the cops at the end and they didn't know about it. So it was a nice surprise. uh, They must've lost their shit when they saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was great. One of them actually, Amy, a lot of people know Amy. She's on uh, my podcast, Jared goes to the movie. She's uh, on that, but uh, yeah, Amy and Ashley who uh, got, got a nice little cameo in there and uh, you know, their kids think that's cool. So. It's a crazy, catchy song, too. Like, I, yeah. I heard it once, and then it was the whole way here. It was uh, it was going around in my head. Well, you know, I mean, it was a hit for them, you know, however, when they were little kids. Uh, and uh, so, you know, and there's a reason why they're still going. I mean, they, it's, they can't go anywhere. I mean, those guys are still, they're off it's, your radar, probably. But Hanson is still a we, huge fan. We just had, Wednesday night, we interviewed Zach and Rick, okay. Al- Rick Allen oh, that's together. Right. That's and right. I think, I think I may have creeped Zach out, but I'm not, <laughs> I think I may have like thoroughly, oh, no. it's, Ken. It, it's a very funny story. So we, we used to have, uh, when I was, a, when I was in my twenties, my dad had a house in the Poconos. My dad would, my brother would throw these huge Halloween parties, like legendary Halloween parties. I was I was at a party down the Jersey Shore once and met a complete stranger and he started telling me about this crazy Halloween party that he went to in the Poconos. <laughs> and I figured out he was talking about the party at my house. <laughs> and um, so one year, me and my two friends went as Hanson and I went. It was the year that they blew up. It was like 97 when they were at the height of their fame. Sure. I went as Zach. I had a shirt made up with his 11-year-old face on the shirt. (laughs) I went, you know, we got the blonde wigs and drumsticks. And um, we went to the music store at the flea market and bought every single piece of Hanson merchandise. And at the party, we set up a merch table. We were we were signing CDs and posters and buttons. I've, I've still got probably 50 friends with signed... Uh, fake fake Hanson merch. They're probably on eBay right now. <laughs> <laughs> we we signed. We were signing boobs. Like girls were coming over and having us sign their boobs. And um, we we won a we won a dance contest. We performed Mbop. Like we brought our own boombox, and it was the. But we played them as like 
old and drunk and bitter and washed up. So we played them more like the Davies brothers, like from the Kinks. And um, it's the most fun I ever had pretending to be someone else. And I couldn't believe 25 years later, like I was face to face with Zach. I had to, yeah. I told him and he, he handled it with grace. He handled it with <laughs> grace, but I was like, I can't tell if I'm, if, I still have the shirt too, but I didn't wear it. Cause I knew that was just one, your, your one step to too far. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it just, as you start to tell the story, it's flattering. You know, it's like, I'm sure he was like, Oh, you dressed up as us for Halloween. And then it's like, Oh yeah. And then we went and bought all your merch and we were selling that and signing it and signing boobs and all that. And I'm sure at that point yeah. it's still like, okay, well this is still a little bit weird. And then were you just like, and yeah, we played you as like old drunken dude. You know? <laughs> Even though at the time you were about 10 years old. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yes. That's probably where it teeters a smidge right. for the guy. Yes. And to this That's day, I make people call me Zach. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, st I still have the shirt and every, every time we move my wife is like are you gonna throw out this zach hansen shirt yeah i'm like well what if what if we get the band back together i yeah. think now is the time to burn it in an effigy man it's it the, the story is out there you're good were I they known that, for I, wearing their own merch no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of one video where they had shirts okay, with themselves right, on it I, I felt like that was like a big no-no <laughs> oh my god I've, I've been on tour before where you like run out of clothes and you have to start wearing the merch. Uh, and that's, you know, like a very low point. Yeah. Depends well, on the, on the genre of music, metal bands always wore their own stuff. So mm -hmm. a lot of, I wear my too. own stuff. Like if we have a shirt that's moving a little slowly, I'll just be like, right, throw me a three X. I'll wear that on stage tonight. <laughs> we sell out. I repped a lot I of PM Dawn growing up. Yeah. So I could, I could, I could tell you. Oh yeah. yeah, did 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 you ever come across when you were when you were playing in the nineties? You ever come across PM Dawn? Of course. I, well, I didn't come across. I know who PM Dawn is from MTV. Oh, I didn't know if you. So Kahuna is Prince B's son. What's going on? That's insane. Yeah, freaking. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm sitting here geeking because like the first time I heard Bowling for Soup music was legit Jimmy Neutron. And ever, uh, yeah, and ever yeah. since then, I was just a huge fan. Well, My dad loved you, Jimmy Neutron awesome. too. But I've been, yeah. yeah, that from there, I was like, I need everything that I hear from this band <laughs> from here on out. So well, thank I was, you, Mal. Your your dad's a fucking legend, dude. That's crazy. That's that's awesome. Much love. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. That's. Uh, but yeah, I, that's could, I can. Next, that's I, next level. Thank you. And, and yeah, I can confirm. Sometimes on t I did tour with my dad once or twice, and sometimes it was like, okay, I'm running out of some clean shirts. It looks like I'm going to be rocking some PM Dawn merch for the for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the week. <laughs> right. right. But it was easy because I was the kid who ran the merch table, so it was great. Yeah. Of <laughs> Well, technically, you're supposed to be modeling that stuff anyway. You know, sure. like anytime we, uh, we, we, again, you, you sort of like, I, you know, I mean, we'll throw it on crew guys, you know, and like, hey, man, we're having trouble moving this shirt. Can you wear this like while you're setting up the guitars and stuff? And, you know, you just kind of try to do some suggestive marketing that way. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shy. I'll wear my own stuff. I don't give a shit. I actually go around town sometimes and forget and I put on a shirt that says because I do acoustic shows, too. So I've got my own stuff and it'll just say Jarrett Reddick and it's just my face on my <laughs> own body. That's good. Oh. That's good. If, if you go to camp or something, too. Right. Then that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would be easy identified if I was attacked by a bear. 
I mean, depending on if he went, you know, for, for the, the shirt, shirt first. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's you, a good point. You'd be yeah. fucked if Tracy was the cop, though, because she'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like, who is she? She would never know it was you because she would be like, well, nobody would wear their own. Merch. No one would wear their own merch. Nobody no one wears yeah. living. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. It wasn't right. plenty of bands. Did Devo always wore their own merch? Now, think about it. So I grew up in the 80s. So Metallica, Megadeth, mm-hmm. Anthrax, Slayer, they all wore their own shirts. Motley Crue, they wore Motley Crue shirts sometimes. You know, like it, that's that's just it. So then in the 90s, we didn't really do that. But my band is, it, we don't really take any, we take everything serious, but we're very, uh, but we're very unserious about how serious we take things. And so to me, I think it's hilarious to wear my own shirt. Yeah. And for me, the comedy is deep enough to where even someone like Tracy would go, nobody would wear their own shirt. And then I would walk into the conversation with my own shirt on and not, and obviously I don't call attention to it. That's hilarious. You know, you need your own face on the shirt though. You have to take it a little further than that. I've got it. I'm telling you, I'm going to send you one. I still have a box of merch coming your way. I'm excited. I'm sitting you so a Jared excited. Reddick shirt so you too can have my face. I need I need to. I have uh, my own face on a sticker and I put it on my the back of my phone and my mother saw the back of my phone and she goes, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's me. And she's like, that's not you. That's a sticker. It was okay. me. It was me. No one, no one really cared. Uh, but people definitely like if I'm holding my phone online at a store or something, people look at me and then look at my phone like, what, what do you think is wrong with yeah. her? Yeah. Is I've it? got your sticker on my computer. So anytime Aww. my computer's open, your face, people can just see your face. Thank you so much. Did yes, did you make your own sticker or was this like a fan art? This was uh, a friend of mine. He he did um, like a portrait and I. Uh, well, I have the Teen Mom trash talk photo. I had to make sure that that's the one that was. Oh, I, ha- I have like a, like a cartoon one as well. Oh, OK. I used to. Uh, I I was so into the Real Housewives, like the way you guys are into Ken. Yeah, I was, but then I found it just made me furious. Like as mm. the years went on, every time I I would be screaming at the television. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Oh, that's yes. excellent. <laughs> I'd be screaming at the television before, you know, when they were just doing their dumb little tags, like I'm too rich for blah, blah, you know, like just at the beginning, I I would be up and screaming and furious. And then I finally just had to step away from, I was like, why am I making myself angry, angry for an hour every week? Which housewives were you into? Like, which, um, was it New York or Jersey? New York. I like New York. I like Jersey. I was in the Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I even did like Florida. Florida was a good one because, you know, it's like the Courtney love of states. Right. Yeah. Florida. I watched the original one. The uh, so I guess it was Beverly Hills. Is that right? Um, like whatever the original. Yeah. The real house mm-hmm. was, was OC yeah. the original. Real no, I think it was Beverly Hills. I don't. Yeah. Know. I, think, I can't remember. I but anyway, right. I, I was completely blown away by the original lady who was married to the baseball player. And then if you look back at her background, she's the chick from the ZZ top videos. Oh, it's, it's the craziest little rabbit hole ever, but her name's Gina. And she was on this movie called, uh, uh, beach girls back when I was going through puberty and I had HBO. And, uh, so here's the thing full circle. I had touched myself to her. 
And uh, <laughs> here she is on this uh, show where I absolutely can't fucking stand her. So and that was, was the last time she got a load. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure it worked out for her. From she you. Know. From you. But, yeah. From me. Yeah. It was a very, Christ. I'm not even sure a load was coming out yet. If I'm being <laughs> it was just, a, it was just like, the idea of one. It just, yeah. it just like started burning and I'm just like, what do I do? Keep going? I don't know. I don't, I, something bad is happening. How great, how great were those ZZ Top videos? Oh my God, just the best, you know, it's, and, and, you know, those guys, um, by the way, I've met Billy Gibbons and he's, he's a dick, but, um, <laughs> I, I will say that, you know, they start out as this blues band and, and all this, and then they just managed to make these pop hits and these just fun videos with the hot chicks and the stupid car and, you know, all that. It's, you just gotta, you know, you gotta hand it to them. It's pretty genius. It worked. And is that what kind of like led to the direct and, influence in your own music videos with bowling for soup because you guys have <laughs> you guys have so many different styles uh, in your videos but like like yeah. even recently there's the one with the puppets which is crazy so oh, like, yeah, i just watched so that. i actually so i got this i got this idea of like again this this goes into humor because you know back in the day of like when we were when we had big hits, you know, almost in high school, never ends in 1985. When we die, th those, those songs, I mean, those videos weren't cheap. Uh, you know, I mean, I think high school never ends was like 75 grand or something mm -hmm. crazy, <laughs> but we were spending somebody else's money. It didn't matter, you know? And so, you know, now obviously we've been self-sufficient since, since 2009. So I try to make all of our videos on a budget and still try to make them great. Um, and so I just come up with these, ideas of like okay well you know what's the funniest way to go about this so the puppet video true story i've been wanting to do puppet videos forever and i so i've reached out to like the dudes that make the chucky e. cheese puppets and stuff and like they're really really expensive and yeah. and honestly um i don't know if you, you guys are familiar obviously with the movie team america right yes um, oh, yeah. okay so it. It, there's a documentary about that and they show you the original puppets in team america were so realistic that they weren't funny anymore. You know, like, so there's a way that, so I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if these puppets are too good, it's not going to be as funny as if they're just sort of suggestive. And so this comedian <laughs> that I follow um, and uh, on, uh, on the Instagram, he posted this thing of his daughter uh, had made these puppets and she's 12 years old. And I'm like, that's a fucking great puppet right there. Like that's perfect. So I just instant instant messaged him and I just go, Hey, you think your daughter wants to make me some bowling for soup puppets? And like, you can't help, you know, like I <laughs> we want some of your daughter's shitty puppets. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, this dude's name is Michael Roche. And uh, so from there, it snowballed into the fact that he goes, well, listen, all of my kids are performers and I'm a performer and, you know, we could just probably make this video for you. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, you can. <laughs> and so this family during quarantine are all locked in this house anyway. This little girl makes our puppets. And this family spends six weeks and made that Bowling Pursuit video for us for Getting Old Sucks, but everybody's doing it. Wow. And so it's twofold. It's like this thing where, like, I'm like, okay, I want this kid to make, <laughs> make these puppets. And then it becomes this thing that ties this freaking family together for like six weeks. And they're, you know, they're all, 
they, the, the, they all, all the kids make a little appearance in it and stuff. And anyway, just so you're uh, a hero. That's what you're trying to I'm tell I'm a us. fucking hero, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing children together with their families. That's what letting, I do. Letting Isn't a it? child. But yeah, probably. For yeah, you. Yes, behind the scenes. <laughs> that's right. Probably beating them, the I, kid faster, faster. Listen, I paid them handsomely, and uh, <laughs> that money went did go to the children for, I don't know, college or whatever. And, sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, that, uh, listen, I send the money. They tell me that's where it's going. That's end of transaction. <laughs> <laughs> so when can we expect the Bowling for Soup puppet show? Oh, man. So I let her keep the puppets because we're actually doing some other bits. It's just been crazy sort of getting back into the real world, obviously. Um, but the idea is to use those puppets more. Um, to do some things where like the, my puppet interviews me and, you know, things like that. So yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully they do become, and they actually make a, um, they make an appearance in the new Bowling Pursuit video that comes out next Friday, actually. So um, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, this, this um, Friday. Yeah. This Friday. No, no, no. Okay. So the one after that, I don't know when this comes out. December so anyway. or November. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those. But anyway, our new song is a, fr- out. a Friday in the future. Our new song, our new song called "Killing Them with Kindness" is out, yes. and that new video comes out um, in two weeks. And the puppets actually make another appearance in there. See, I definitely did not think that that was why you did the puppets. I would have thought that you did the puppets exactly why I would have done the puppets to not be on set. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there is some of that going around too. Um, <laughs> You know, like, and also, obviously, you know, we couldn't get together. So speaking of Poconos, our base fair lives in the Poconos. Oh, damn. And so just us all getting together is a whole thing. So even this next video that you'll see, the way that we did it creatively for us to all be in there is a little different than most videos. The next video that we're making, we're actually going to L.A. and going to actually be in a video for the first time in a few songs. So, but yeah, I'm with you. It's fucking boring. And you just, to me, like if I'm, if I'm doing it, I've directed most of the videos since 2009 that we've done and I'm not doing this one. So I sort of want to be away from it as much as possible yeah. because I just see the money just going, you know, out and, and yeah. just, you know, flying out here and here. And what do you mean we're breaking for lunch? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, just started. Being on set on a music video. Uh, the only thing I could compare it to like the anguish and the being so upset is uh, moving. That's the only yeah. thing that's like worse. If you Real. say like, oh, can you work on my music video with me? The only thing worse would be, can you help me move? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty boring. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not unlike a film set, you know, in that like, hey, do this, do this again. Yeah, do but there's again. one song all day, Jared. There's one song all day. Yes, Tracy, I've been doing it for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> There, there are songs that I will never be able to get out of my head, no matter how much therapy I go to. Totally get it. Get it. I agree. I, I, man, most of the time I write these things. And by the time end of the video shoot, I can't stand the song anymore. <laughs> it's very bad. I imagine the because of the story the the puppet one is probably one of your more fa- your favorites. But like, is there another experience where making another video was just as funny or had another great story that that you can recall? Honestly, all of them, we just, we actually, if I'm being completely honest, we, we actually really loved making videos, you know, back, uh, in, you know, in the, in the two thousands. And, um, 
again, when there was like this budget and someone else was in charge of it and all of that, and we just basically had to be on camera to do this stuff and yeah. weren't really responsible for it because we just sort of like being together. So, you know, um, high school never ends and almost, I mean, both of those, we rented an entire school, you know, in LA and, and that's pretty cool. I mean, almost was really fun to make because it's a bunch of vignettes of us just doing stupid sports shit. Uh, 1985 and we, we, we literally re- and 1985 and when we die, we literally rented neighborhoods for those. So like they closed the streets, the people had to leave their houses and those, we just, it was weird. I mean, it was like, again, it's like living in a city and it's just deserted, but you could go in and out of these people's houses. So it's freaking weird. But, um, yeah. Um, 1985 was a lot of fun to make. Um, and, uh, and when we die was really cool because my dad was played by um, Lee Majors, who's the you know the six <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, you know he and I got to be really close, and he's still. And I don't know what this just became a whole thing, but he texts me on Easter every year and just says, "Hey, hey, Jared, it's your dad. Happy Easter!" <laughs> and, and then we check in, and that's and his stuff. big uh, Jesus holiday. Yeah, I you, you know like and he's he's doing some uh, some of that stuff these days. Your so, fake dad is um, a six million dollar man. That's wild. It's crazy, <laughs> man. The fall guy, you know, like and I, it's I mean, it's when he turned eighty, his wife like. I'm like, was on his birthday video going like, Hey Lee, it's me, Jarrett. Just want to say happy birthday. And I'm did a ca- like, you did a cameo for him. Was that the gift from his wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's before cameo existed. So I didn't get paid Tracy. Right. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He had his friend's 12 year old daughter do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Puppet. You should, you should, are you on cameo Jarrett? I am on cameo. You yeah. should make the puppet do all your cameos. That's what I would do. I hate putting on makeup for a cameo. I honestly, I'm going to tell you this. I'm so glad you said that because like I have one that's about to expire today mm-hmm. and I'm, I just feel really COVIDy. Like my hair is gross. You want to hear a secret? Huh? Yeah, sure. If you film it on Instagram, you can use a filter, you save it to your role and then you edit because Instagram only films in 15 second clips. You smush them together and then they, you, you upload the video. OK, I like this. I, I you know, I, I heard. Okay. <laughs> no, heard I would never heard, do that. You, you heard a rumor. I like this. And th- th- but yeah, I, I but I do that thing where I'm just like, OK, I don't know. I need to. Do, and then. Like they build up on me and it's so, it's such a stupid thing. It's like, dude, you can do 10 of these and make 500 bucks like right now, like right now you could be done in, in, you know, 15 minutes, whatever. And I just, I'm like, it's like a term paper. You have to wait to the last possible minute. Yeah. And you know, what's so funny is everybody that I talk to says this, like everybody that's on cameo is like, yeah, man, it just got to be too much. I, I had to, you know, it's, it's, it's just when you put a deadline on creative people, I think it just causes us to all just panic. Yes. yes. I, Gilbert Gottfried is one of the biggest yeah. uh, cameo you know, earners on cameo. He's so obsessed with cameo that he he actually did my podcast and he showed up with Nike sneakers that said cameo. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? And he's like, they gave me merch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's he's famous for for the freebies. Being very frugal. Yeah, yeah. He not. Oh my god, have you guys seen that documentary about him? Where oh, it's yeah. so, we sure have like, the uh, the under the bed storage boxes with just all the hotel soap and shit. Yeah. It is so great. Well, I made him a lasagna and had to make enough for him to bring home. So, <laughs> so good. 
I tried impressing my daughter. I that I because I op- I've opened for him a couple times. I tried impressing my daughter with that. I was like, you know, the parrot from Aladdin, but she actually yeah. don't care about that movie. No way. There's nothing. You're you're the first. She's too young. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, you know what? With 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 kids now, because of all those Pixar movies that mm-hmm. are out, they can't watch the old animation. Yeah. yeah. So all those Disney classics that every that every one of us grew up on up until the last couple generations, uh, they're like. See, it, but that's it, why it's I like gotta, watching black and yeah, white. Yeah, it's like watching a silent movie. For that's us. why you got to have <laughs> them watch that first and then show them Toy Story. Yeah. Like how I grew up where it was like I watched all the 2D animated ones first. And then my mom was like, here's the talking toys that yeah. look kind of real. You must have had a lot of money because I watched one day. Kahuna's <laughs> <laughs> flexing over here. I no, know. I'm not flexing. I'm just like, here, watch <laughs> the classics well. first and then appreciate the new. I just but watched, I you. you know. It was nothing. It was Tracy, just audio. It Tracy's was audio. like, you must have been rich. You you had the Little Mermaid DVD. <laughs> I had the VHS. I had the VHS, the original VHS with the dick right in the middle of the castle. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you get that signed, you will make so much money. I think Ken's going to sign it. He's going to sign it I'll, as Ariel. I'm, I'll sign it. <laughs> sell it on eBay. I'll sign it as Zach Hansen. We'll see what it goes for. <laughs> Jared, I, I love the idea of people getting kicked out of their homes for you to film a video and for yeah. them to be like, well, this must be something really important if they're asking yeah. us to leave our homes. Yeah. And then the finished product come out and it's you guys dressed up as Robert Palmer girls. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of those only in L.A., right? I mean, it's it's just uh, I, I'm always fascinated by the things that you could pull off in that city. Where did you just, use I, every house? Like, why did they have to evacuate? So, because so, <laughs> uh, I live in New York City and they film things on my block constantly, and I've always lived here. Yeah, we had um, I think four houses. Mm-hmm. So we had two, no, three that were sets. Um, let me think about this for a second. No, all four of them were used as sets, but we used the front yard on two of them. And then in the garage, garages of those were production. Right. And then the other two houses, they were they were actual sets. You guys so, are fancy. Fancy schmancy. Yeah. Our production people just stand on a sewer grate. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jared's thinking there, look at all the money they're wasting. 100 <laughs> percent Back then, it was somebody else's yeah. money, and it, it, you know, it's like it didn't hurt as much. To a lab- it's monopoly money, you know. So it's like, <laughs> look, we're either going to recoup this because we're like really, really, really successful, or we're never going to see a penny anyway. So let's just spend the shit out of this, <laughs> and uh, you know, it worked out okay. It's uh, it took us twenty something years to to recoup all that, but uh, just hey. in that one video. <laughs> Yeah, with the one video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you can tell watching your videos that you obviously were an MTV kid and you grew up watching all those videos and all those early videos. They all had a sense of humor. Like they, mm-hmm. so many of them were funny. Um, I was watching your um, all the uh, the girl all the bad boys want. Yeah, and, all the bad guys want. Yeah, and um. 
you're spoofing a lot of the 90s bands that were out. It reminded me of like when David Lee Roth would would take the piss out of all the, uh, you know, all his contemporaries. Yeah. So you're 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 goofing on uh, Limp Biscuit and Slipknot. And did, so do you ever hear from any of them? Does that does that ever ruffle feathers? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, we make Slipknot the heroes of the video. They absolutely love it. They're like they're big bowling. Corey's a big bowling pursuit fan. I actually have one of Jim's um, amps and I will never get rid of it. It's a blue velvet Mesa boogie stiletto and it's fucking amazing. And I, I, it's, you know, I love it. Um, so I know that, uh, that Fred Durst was quite mad at us. Um, and in general, and in general, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, really Aaron Lewis is the main guy that I, that I really, really am dressed up as. And, and we spoof like two or three of their, their videos in the thing. Um, I think he kind of had his feelings hurt more than anything. And uh, we ended up backstage together um, about two years after that at a Reading Festival in, uh, in the UK. And uh, true story, uh, my ex-wife actually went up to him and just said, uh, hey, my husband wants to get a picture with you. <laughs> and he goes, he just goes, who's your husband? And she like points over there. There's me, you know, just young and fucking stupid. And uh, so she calls me over. He puts his arm around me and, and we're sitting there about to get the photo. And he goes, so this is us bearing the hatchet. And I said, Aaron, there's no hatchet. Like, I, you know, I, to me, you know, I, this is supposed to be flattery for you. And he goes, I can understand Limp Biscuit. I can understand. Slip. He goes, but why me? And I go, because you're the face of this kind of music, dude, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Like anytime anybody thinks of the mad at your dad genre of music, it's you <laughs> and those tattoos, man. <laughs> and I go, you can't do anything about that. Like that's just, and honestly, it's going to be like that forever. They're always going to look at those travel tattoos on your fucking arm and you sitting there with the acoustic guitar and that's going to be the face of it forever. And he was just like, he, he actually listened to what I was saying and just sort of sat there and nodded. He goes, I, okay. All right. And, uh, that was it. We hugged. And, um, you know, since then he, uh, he, got, he, he runs into friends of mine and stuff and, and they will, uh, he'll, he'll take a jab or two, but you know, you can't, uh, you can't really argue with my reasoning there in that, you know, I, I, I am right. And that you can't, you can't look at that. It look 20 something years later when that kind of music has been gone already for so long. Right. And yep. it's, it's, it's oddly making this sort of Limp biscuity resurgence and we'll see what happens, but you can't not look at that video, know who it is that we're making fun of. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, the only really bad thing that happened to me after that was uh, the band disturbed Mm -hmm. I guess uh, really hated me after that. And I'm assuming just because we didn't spoof them, you know, cause yeah. uh, maybe they got their feelings hurt, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we got added to this, um, this rock festival in Austin and disturbed actually said that if we played, they wouldn't play. And um, so we had, we got moved to a club. It seems like, like a, a them problem. Right. Well, we got moved to this club next door and had to do the pre-party. And uh, but yeah, I, the triumphant thing with that is we were like, 
riding up the elevator at the hotel with corn and the guitar players are like, yeah, we heard about the disturbed thing. Those guys are pussies. Fuck them. You know, and it was just like, oh. <laughs> Okay. To, to be fair, it's right there in their name. Like they're letting you know up front that everything bothers they're them. They're not well. One hundred percent. And you know what's what sucks about that is their bass player who wasn't an OG but is like has been in the band that long with that is is a friend of ours. But it's just this singer had a problem with us for for whatever. Well, I I guess because of that video or whatever. And you know whatever. It's uh it's a bit, but no, it's it's ne- like we've never like nobody's ever like tried to beat us up or anything like that. Yeah. Well, good good for you uh being able to define it so well for Aaron yeah. Lewis cuz I would have just been like, "Oh my god, I'm such a dick. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't I don't know why I'm like this. I'm just an asshole." <laughs> yeah, I, no, I well and that's just it, right? Like I I can't you can't sit here and say that when you're making fun of somebody you you know, you can't always just go, Hey man, I don't mean any disrespect. I mean, but I, I could, I could say it in with words to say, look, this was the target for this. This is what this song is about. The singers that are mad at their dads. And it's just easy. I literally pulled back on the bow and shot and there you are, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he he was he was super cool about it, and 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 he really is a talented songwriter, and and those songs are huge, and you know I uh, I I can't I can't thank the guy enough for not being pissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've like I've done I've done Tracy. I'm sure you've done this. Like I've I've done roasts where I just <laughs> I just bad. spend. I've said very bad. <laughs> I've said I I roasted. Um, uh, I don't know, Jared. I don't know if you're a boxing fan. I roasted Chuck Wepner, the the yeah. real Rocky Balboa. Yeah, totally. and um, I roasted some famous boxers. Larry Holmes was there, and um, I spent thirty minutes beforehand apologizing before I'd even said anything, <laughs> just because I knew what I was going to say. Right. And then oh, I, I spent another 30 minutes after for, for like apologizing for going through with it. Look, to put this into perspective, just and, and this is like this is my life now because I am like this super positive person and I never talk shit about anybody. I'm famous for this, even in my own circle. Like I don't I'm just not a shit talker. I you and I are not the same. Well, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I just am not. So. And now that I've got just recently, I've found myself sort of letting go on all of this teen mom bullshit. <laughs> those fuckers, like I'll put something out there on the thing and I'll comment on the thread. And they, I, I, can't, I forget that they're not really famous. Like they have yeah. fucking time to, to scan this shit and they will call me out, like DM me and go, Hey, this is fucked up what you said here or whatever. And I find myself explaining to them like, oh, shit, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it. you were just a character on the television. Yeah. <laughs> I love my family. Please. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I, it's it's definitely social media is is a weird thing for that kind of thing. You know, like and again, I will, um, you know, I say things on stage that I, I will back up, you know, I. I say, um, you know, I will tell the world again that Billy Gibbons is an asshole or that Troy Aikman's an asshole. And, you know, I don't give a shit. You know, it's look, I in my experience, those two fellas are assholes. Troy didn't want your uh, your shout out. I 
fucking go up to Troy Aikman. And, and I, I get introduced to him by a mutual friend who this mutual friend is coach Avizano. If you're a Cowboys fan, his son, coach Avizano passed away, but he was the special teams coach during mm-hmm. Troy Aikman's run, mm-hmm. right. With the Cowboy. They're like Troy Aikman was at Tony's wedding. And so was I, my wife wants to meet Troy Aikman because she's a Cowboys fan. I don't give a shit. Right. So whatever, but I've talked about him. I've name checked him twice in song. Right. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if he wasn't appreciative. Okay. So here we go. Right. So you would think he would be, we go up and, and he could not have been more annoyed to take, to take this photo. Now it sounds like we're bugging the guy, right? Here's the thing. It's an event, a charity event that he's hosting and I'm the fucking entertainment. (laughs) And I just want to get a picture of him with my wife. And that guy could not have been more annoyed. And I just go, hey, man. Yeah, I uh, I actually I name check you in two songs. And one of them is kind of a hit. And he just goes, oh, yeah. And fucking turns around. <laughs> He's like, good for you. Yeah. And I'm just not like, a well, not a punk fan, I guess. I'm like, God damn, motherfucker, man. And so anyway, he left early. And this is a deep Troy Aikman joke. You probably won't get it, but I'm telling it for the sake of your listeners. Do it. Uh, he's gone. And he leaves early, like during my set. Right. I'm raising money for this a bit for him. And uh, he leaves early and I go, oh, Troy left. OK, good, because uh, I just got a text. Lori Morgan's about to walk in right now. And that is his ex. <laughs> Country singer Lori Morgan uh, was his ex. And so and the whole audience, of course, we're from Texas. And so everybody goes, oh. There's a lot of Texas humor. Yeah. Inside inside Texas humor. You guys just fucking told me he's gone. Why are you gasping? You know, I don't (laughs) give (laughs) shit. And what about uh, so what happened with Billy Gibbons as long as you're talking? Oh, my God. It's the same kind of thing. Okay, this fucker. We're, we, 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 we play a show with them in St. Louis. It's this salute to the troops. It's a wounded warriors thing. It's a mm-hmm. great cause. We do a lot of shit with the military. They do a lot of shit with the military. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Whatever. This is thing. I'm talking about Billy Gibbons. I'm not down. I'm not downplaying my thankfulness to the troops. That's a whole different conversation. So I just we play this show. And at the end of it, they're doing their meet and greet. Right. So they're taking photos anyway. At the end of the line, I like wait in it and I get there and I go, hey, can we grab a pic real quick? And he goes, yeah, I can grab a picture. And so the band jumps in. Well, my crew like run up, right? Because they're like huge ZZ Top fans. Again, we're in Texas. This is a thing. And I go, we take our picture. I'm like, okay, let's get one more, one more uh, with the crew guys, whatever. Crew guys get in there. And this Billy, (laughs) he goes, you said one picture like that and so i go well okay obviously a second photo popped up i apologize for that or whatever i just go on with my day this some bitch sends his tour manager up into our bus which is our home to then like verbally fucking let us know how much of an inconvenience we were to them that particular evening and how he's on the verge of losing his job because <laughs> He allowed this to happen. And I just go, 
I'm deleting the fucking photo right now, dude. And you can go tell him to fucking suck a dick. <laughs> I, 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 fuck him. And uh, so anyway, that's the end of the story. But still, he's a fucking cocksucker, and I take it to the grave. He could, he, you can tell me you met him, and he's the nicest person in the world. <laughs> I don't give a shit, and I'm benefit of the doubt guy. That's my superhero name. I am 100 percent a, and and Tracy knows this. You are. I'm. A, that's my fucking superhero name, and I will always say like, oh, you met such and such. Oh man, I bet he was having a bad day. That guy's great, you yeah. know. Or you always, no matter what. Fuck Billy Gibbons. <laughs> we might have to call the episode that. <laughs> were they were they uh, musically? Were they heroes of yours? Was that? No, was that, no, no. no. I, I hate the blues, man. Oh yeah, man. I, I, I'm, and I, yeah, I do. I hate the blues. I actually do can't stand the Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. but I love the Beatles. Um, I uh, absolutely, you know, I, 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 I grew up listening to eighties metal. Yeah. So, you know, but my, you know, really what got me into music, you know, to like actually get into like root shit is that my parents sang all the time that like, if you ever watch National Lampoon's Vacation, like how he yes. and his wife are always, yeah. that's my parents and, and, you know, <laughs> harmonizing and stuff. And so them listening to the Eagles and Willie and Waylon and, and Dolly Parton and Donna Summer and Neil Diamond. And that, that's how I learned not only to what I think to craft a song and that's why I tell stories in my songs, mm -hmm. um, you know, but how to harmonize and all of that. And it was just, you know, again, I just saw the Eagles by the way. And it's, it was the best sounding concert I've ever been to. And I'm 49 years old. Wow. And they're, wow. and they're using, um, is it, do they, is Glenn Fry's kid in the band or is it? Um, yeah. So, so Vince Gill has been in the band right, for a while. And then Deacon uh, Fry is also in the band. He stands in Glenn's spot, but he and Vince like split the song. So mm -hmm. Deacon sings, sings like three songs and then everybody else sings their own song. And then Vince sings the rest of Glenn Fry stuff. Well, I, uh, I don't want to brag, but I did see Eagle Mania not <laughs> not long ago. Uh you know, it's basically the same thing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> they're uh, they're an Eagles tribute band. Oh, okay, awesome, great, awesome. They were they, awesome they were with playing this, skill. They were playing the same venue in Pennsylvania. Uh, first, there was a comedy show, and then there was Eagle Mania, and I stuck around. <laughs> How could you so, not? Yeah, I was like, I'm here for this, so I'm not trying to brag. Sorry. Why was it that the the Eagles was so high up for you as a show? Was it just so well put together, or was it like something I'm else? I'm just saying sounding like Sound it down. was just crazy like i actually i think all of us know that arena shows don't always sound that amazing obviously they're getting better with you know the with you know just the way that they're built now for this and sound and stuff mm. but it just it was just perfect sounding like and just they were just amazing and it was cool i mean it, there's a bit of nostalgia nostalgia there too but for sure. Every, my bass player went with me and my wife, my tour manager, and another one of the co-hosts of Jarrett Goes to the Movies and his wife. And we're all just, it was just amazing. It really was just, it just sounded so good, you know, but, uh, and, you know, again, there a bit of, a bit of, I mean, uh, so um, Don Henley is a North Texas guy. Mm -hmm. This is a really cool story actually for music people. He, uh, Don Henley's uh, went to North Texas university, which is in Denton. So that's, you know, where we, where we started the band pretty much. And uh, he 
during the show, they have an orchestra and they have a choir. Well, what they do is they use local people wherever they go. Mm. So the choir was like from this city adjacent to where we live now. But the orchestra that he got was from North Texas University. And the guy conducting the orchestra was his professor when he went there in 1969. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. It was like it sent chills down my spine when he said it. I was just like, that's the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. You know, <laughs> don't let him fall down, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> where where was the show? Cryptocurrency.com arena. <laughs> God, I wish I even could, understood could you, what any of that meant. The, um, the Lakers, the where the Lakers play just oh yeah they they changed their name yeah Staples Center well that's that makes sense I mean nobody needs office supplies anymore can you imagine like being like I wish it was still named after the office supply company yeah but crypto.com arena you gotta be kidding me that's pretty nuts in a few years that that will be the best like you know like in a few years when it's like my pillow guy stadium (laughs) you're gonna be like I miss the days of crypto.com Right. Jarrett, one day do you see maybe a uh, Bowling for Soup concert also accompanied by an orchestra from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I I don't hate the idea, actually. I mean, we do we do acoustic stuff. It's just there's you know, there's our acoustic show is two hours or so. And it's, you know, we maybe play like 10 songs. It's because we just talk the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it's all pretty much just ad lib, just. On the, the crowd and shit. It's a live podcast. It's a live podcast. It's <laughs> really what it is. Yes, it's just very them true. talking shit about Teen Moms. And and just, I do bring it up from time to time. You know, I'll, I'll get a gauge if, if there's any fans in the audience and see if I can surprise them with my uh, dynamic insight into Teen Mom OG and Young and Pregnant. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think it would be fun. I mean, there, a bunch of bands do it. Hanson's done it, and uh, you know. I think when you think about Bowling for Soup, you think about the funny songs. You think about 1985 and you think about Almost and 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 the, and the hits. But, you know, there's always one or two songs like When We Die, like I, I mentioned earlier, or um, Turbulence and You and Me, Where to Begin, which are, you know, there's always a ballad on every thing. So there's there is that element that could be really cool to yeah. do. What do you do? You, uh I don't know if you like one better, but do do you prefer acoustic versus full band? Uh, it's like apples and oranges, yeah. you know, it's like, it's the whole, like, do you prefer playing in front of a thousand people or a hundred thousand people? It, it's, it's like, they're both awesome. Yeah. But there is a connection. The smaller you get, uh, as far as crowd is concerned, just the more intimate and the more conversational it is. And I really do like that aspect of it. Yeah. But, that's what me and Ken are trying to focus on. Just the smallest crowds possible. Yeah. For, for <laughs> I, knew you were, I knew one of you was going to go there with for, that. For, and I just, so you're welcome for the volume. Yeah, we're, we're competing. Who could have the smallest crowd? I did yeah. uh, a bar show for one person uh, last week. Ken, yeah, I was, what do you got? <laughs> Tracy and I, are. we're torn between, do you want to do a show for seven people or uh, drive there and have it canceled and go home? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, but I. Get paid half, but get paid half. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm very lucky in the fact that I don't have to worry about the full shows, full band shows being like that anymore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do. I like the acoustic thing because there's a freedom to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, I also like it when it's the four of us up there. And because uh, when we do the acoustic, it's either just me or me and Rob. Um, and uh, when, 
you know, when the four of us together, it's definitely something special happens. Are you, um, are you going back out on the road? Yeah. Um, so we will be back out doing an acoustic thing, hopefully actually up near you guys. I'm hoping we're finally doing a New York city thing, an acoustic thing in February. So, uh, any idea where yet? I don't know where, but uh, that the plan is to start New York city and end in Chicago. So, you know, just do that run. Um, and then, um, you know, we've got a few things here and there in, um, in April in Europe. And then summer is the time where Bowling Pursuit's going to get back to it. And, um, you know, we'll cover the whole country, but it takes a while. We're, you know, we're parents now. So yeah. we do about 10 days on and then, you know, two, three weeks off and then go back out and do it again. So it takes about four trips to cover the country. Right. I would uh, I would be opposite of you guys. Like if you were uh, if I was a parent, like I would just never come home again. <laughs> I know. Where did mom go? You, yeah. <laughs> She's on tour. <laughs> but you have the same problem I do in that, like, you don't like eating on the road is a problem and all Ugh, that. I and hate it. I, I need know. to go on the road and then just come home every night. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> see, that's the Bon Jovi method, man. You just, you just private jet it back. I need to fly in and out. Yeah. I only do fly twos. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, when you come to New York, are you, are you going to have people thrown out of their homes or are you just doing the show? <laughs> Can we stay uh, here? Yeah. Yeah, I, if it's honestly, in budget, uh, maybe not, maybe so. Here's the thing uh, that, that is, that is something I can't disclose. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I'm, I, uh, I, you know, I, we, we like, look, we're very, we're very nice. We like to surprise people. So if you're getting thrown out of your home, we don't want there to be a lot of buildup. <laughs> More so, like a fire. You just run out in your 100%. bathroom. And then that way you don't have the anxiety getting into sure. it. It's just like rip it off like a bandaid. So you show wow. up like a Scooby-Doo guest star. You're like bowling for soup. What are you doing here? You're going to, we're going to come and we're <laughs> yeah. going to take your house for a couple of days. Right. kid. Yeah. <laughs> this will be, uh, we're just taking this. So you um, you started the band with a friend from kindergarten, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, and- that's wild. That's that's when you have that connection. That it's funny. I don't know if you're aware. I went on your Wikipedia. And it said that you would. Yeah, you they would, alerted him actually when you uh, <laughs> when you googled it. <laughs> He's like, Ken, this is the fiftieth time today. <laughs> I have a shirt with your face on it from when yeah. you were 11. And Jared, if you that... need a merch girl when you come to New York, Ken is available. <laughs> okay, awesome. I love it. But I no, I thought it was funny because it said that you two had met and then reconnected in kindergarten. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you'd been apart for so long. Yeah, like the, after six months, you guys really right. went separate ways and then reconnected years right. later. So I feel like it's just messy now because all of our biographies <laughs> used to be fake. Like we everything mm. was so all all everything that we put out into the world was fictional. So like how we formed and how we all met and and each of our own. And, and so I think sometimes. I haven't been on our Wikipedia page, but I assume that some of that stuff has kind of gotten like crossed up or whatever. But the reason we stopped doing it is because uh, one time I we went to China and uh, there was this big press conference before our our big, big show. Right. And uh, so they came to us and they're just like, guys, there's uh, there's 76 countries represented here. Uh, but everybody here, uh, the, the, the journalists, whatever, everybody can understand Mandarin. 
so Jarrett, we're going to have you take the lead <laughs> on, uh, on answering these questions. And I go, I don't know why you'd do that. And they're like, well, it says right here, you speak fluent Mandarin and you know, and you're an expert at water karate. And I, I'm like, I go, that's not real. That's a joke. Well, I, if you've ever, you probably, I don't know if you've been to China, I don't know your life, but they don't have sarcasm. Yeah. So like to explain to them why that's funny for us to say something like that, that just isn't real at all. Right. They, it's they just could, lying to them. Yeah. They yeah. could not grasp it. They could not, could not fucking figure it out. And so my guys just got, it just sat back on the couch. So did all the other artists sat back on the couch and just let me squirm my way through this thing or whatever. I did have, did a you try to speak Mandarin? Fuck no, I don't even, I can't, <laughs> I can't even say, it. I can't even say Mandarin and Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, I did have a translator and, and we did the best we could, but man, at that point I was like, guys, I'm going to take down the fake things. I think we've gotten to the point where, you know, no, that's a problem. Um, the, maybe we'll tell the like water, it. the water karate thing is in your Wikipedia. I, yeah, I so was I, reading that. That's, that's a hilarious joke that I continue to tell. And my friends will say that shit. Like it's everybody knows in a swimming pool that if I'm doing my, if I'm doing my warm ups to stay away from me because you don't want to get hurt, uh, I am a uh, master at water karate. Oh um, <laughs> where do we go from here? <laughs> uh, any other any other rock stars you want to call dickheads before we get out of here? Those are the only two. No, the only other guy that's ever been a dick to us has been Stiller. And uh, I, so, could, I could see he doesn't, you know, it's so many of these uh, comedic actors just seem like they don't have a funny bone in their body when yeah. when the camera and he always he always struck me as one. He I, again, I can't go so far as to call him a dick because I didn't really interact with him as much as just like they we were at an event together for Nickelodeon and certain press people want we were walking the red carpet at the same time and they wanted a photo of our band and him and again he could not have been more put off about it um and i like tried to say hello and he didn't want any part of it i'm not gonna say that that makes him a dick but it sort of does show symptoms (laughs) makes him dick adjacent (laughs) yeah um it definitely puts him into the dick realm so to speak (laughs) i've been there have you? Yeah, the it's been a while, but I've are we back, are we back to the one D conversation? Yes. <laughs> oh, we're here. All right, Jarrett, we're gonna wrap up, but thank you so much for coming on. Is there any? I we know that uh, your new single is coming out on a Friday at some point. It's out now. Um, so your new video. Listen, I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, this music's changing the world, guys. It's called "Kill 'Em with Kindness," and uh, it's it's very uh, pertinent and poignant to uh, what's going on in the world today. So go check it out uh, anywhere you stream Bowling for Soup, Kill em With Kindness. And you can also hear those songs that we talked about earlier and see those videos. Um, and then uh, another new single in January, new album in April and lots and lots of tour dates happening. So uh, you can just go to bowlingforsoup.com and find it all there. And if you want to uh, check out any of my podcasts, uh, Rockstar Dad Show, uh, which I'd love to have you on, Ken. Oh, I would love to. Uh, yeah, and uh, Rockstar Dad Show, Jarrett Goes to the Movies, 
And uh, I got a couple of other bands that I'm in. I'm releasing a new country album coming out. So all of that at JarrettReddick.com. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at J-A-R-E-T-2113. Thank you so much, Tracy. Uh, Well, you know, we have uh, Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, and Catfish Trash Talk. But more importantly, you can follow me on social media at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I, TracyCarnazzo.com for any upcoming tour dates. And that's it. What you got, Ken? I um, follow the show Rock and Roll Pod on Twitter. And um, oh, I'm headlining Stress Factory December 23rd. Yeah, Come man. out. And um, that's it, guys. This was so much fun. Thank you, Jared. Thank you so much. Good luck with the new album. Good luck with the thank tour. You. If you come to New York, uh, I mean, Trace will definitely be there. I will let you know. And Al and Kahuna, yeah. (laughs) I would absolutely love it. That'd be great. You know, um, the whole fan club. We got it. We got it. We got a new name. Chip came up. Chip, uh, Chip Chant. Do you know Chip, Tracy? Chip Chant. I do, yes. He came up with, uh, we gave Kahuna a new nickname that I think is pretty great. Am I allowed to say it? Can you? Yeah. What, what's my new? I don't even know this. Oh, no. I mean, if you're going to ask me to say it, it I forgot. Be what's my new nickname? PM Dumb. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I quit the show. It was nice. Right, yeah. Well, listen, great all these people in the music industry can't take being roasted just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.